0: Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Bike Karma. My name is Tom Brown. I'm your host for the show. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. If it's your first time checking us out, we're a little bit like NPR for bikes interviews, skits, stories about anything related to bicycles and the people who love them. No matter what vintage or type of bicycle you ride, whether it's BMX, mountain bike, road, classic cruiser, rat rods, custom bikes, tall bikes, if you're the type of person who'd throw a leg over any new type of bike you get a chance to ride, this is place for you the first segment is riding safety and penny farthing bikes with the wheelman second segment is list two of the common language of bicycles and then we travel back in time to the 70s when McDonald's was still kind of cool and we look at the bike Mccycle was it real thanks again for coming along for the ride let's roll out You've brought high-wheel bikes which is just about every person who loves bicycles dream is to be able to ride one at least once in their
1: lives it's like riding history you're right it is infectious once you get up on a wheel you get the good feeling of it you you want to get one <laughs> okay hi this is Dave Pooler we're with the uh, the national uh, the wheelman we really enjoy coming to meets like this to show our bicycles, to explain the history of the bicycles, and especially in Connecticut where the first bicycle was patented in America and also uh, with our Columbia and the Pope manufacturing in Hartford was the uh, first place that the bicycle was mass-produced in the United States of America. Why was the wheel so big to
0: begin with? and then eventually they went down to smaller wheels. Why did they start so big
1: before they ended up being the size they are today? Well, for some reason or other, the chain technology uh, wasn't applied to the bicycle. When you went to get a bicycle, you would always have your inseam measured. And that was the way uh, these uh, bicycles were fitted to you. It started off with a 24-inch diameter, children's size, and in two inch increments up to approximately 64 inches, that's how big the wheel was. Uh, there's some slight adjustment in the pedal area, maybe to get an inch or two to fine tune your uh, inseam uh, measurement. But uh, as, you, as you grew up, you were a young, young person to get a bicycle and uh, you outgrew the size, you'd go to a bigger wheel.
0: So tell us about when you teach somebody
1: to ride a high wheeler for the first time. Well, it actually, um, it looks harder than it really is. The first situation is to get into a coasting position where you there is a little step over the back wheel and you kind of put your foot up on there and scoot it like a scooter, uh, ground hold the handlebars and just kind of coast along and get the feel of the, of the machine. It's always good to, to, if there's a slight incline, to start at the top of that incline and push forward, coast. And then after you're, you're comfortable with just coasting along, you kind of lift yourself into the saddle. The pedals are coming around and you hook your feet onto the pedals and uh, you look out straight ahead and just uh, be careful of if there are any obstacles in the way and, and usually a person like uh, one of our members, uh, Alan Ponder has taught many people how to ride at this event Wethersfield and also in other venues in uh, New Haven and, and Milford and Guilford. That's about it you know there, there's a very limited turning radius on these uh, machines. You can figure the wheel is so big uh, you turn too sharp it's gonna come around and hit you in the leg. You've got to be careful when you're learning how to ride a high wheel.
0: Some of the TV shows that are out, like American Pickers, when Mike finds one, he's incredibly happy. For him to ride one makes a lot of people think I can ride one. All of you guys, thank you so much for coming and bringing bikes to share with us. I know one is a reproduction that most people are riding on. It's, it's the same type of bike, it's just built more recently. And then there's another bike that was actually over a century old with a skip tooth that people were riding. What was that other bike? It was a
1: safety? Yeah, it was a safety bicycle. Uh, uh, it was Columbia. It's the next, well, you could call the next generation after the high wheel. Once the chain was applied to the bicycle, the wheels became smaller, hence the term the safety bicycle. And when, this, when the safety bicycles showed up at the racetracks, there was a big racetrack in, uh, in Springfield, one in Hartford, one in New Haven. When these safeties showed up and started winning the races, this would be in the uh, late 1880s and early 1890s, The high wheel bicycle went out of style almost within two years.
0: It's one thing I can click off my uh, life list is that I rode a high wheeler with you guys. I really appreciate it and I bet you guys are going to get groupies who follow you around from place to place that you demonstrate so that they can also get this. It's magical. It's like writing history. It's amazing because it brings it right back to life. So thank you very much.
1: Well, you're quite welcome, and you're right. It is infectious. Once you get up on a wheel, you get the good feeling of it. You you want to get one.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do. So if I want an entry-level bike, how much am I looking to spend to get on board? You know you're going to be cool going around your town. So how much is the price of being cool?
1: Well, I mean, if you find one... It could be something that needs work on it. It could be maybe a thousand dollars for a genuine old one, but they they range any place from a thousand to fifteen thousand. You know, it all depends on the size of the wheel, the the rarity of the wheel, conditions. Some bikes are uh, what we call wall hangers. Yep. Maybe you could find a thousand dollar bicycle and hang it up on your wall because if you attempt to ride it, the the wheel could collapse on you. So. You know, it's a. You go on to wheelman.org, and uh, if you're interested, you could always uh, join as an associate member, and uh, they will uh, send you uh, certain times throughout the year uh, some fact sheets with stuff that's for sale or can be repaired or uh, various news about what's happening in the high wheel world.
0: All right, we'll do that, and that's at wheelman.org.
1: Yes, sir. Well, we're with the National, the Wheelman. We have approximately 1,300 members, and each state has a captain. We're here in Connecticut. Our Connecticut captain is Nancy Spillane from Madison, Connecticut. Anyone who'd like more information can go on thewheelman.org and find out more about us.
0: Okay, wheelman.org. Check them out, and thank you guys, all three of you again, for coming. palabras que tiene que ver con bicicleta. Le parole della bicicletta. Le mots Las palabras de ciclismo. Le parole del ciclismo. Un po' to veloce. Todos hablamos bicicleta. We all speak bicycle.
2: List two. Oh, list two. Uh, okay. List
0: two. list two. It's time to play bicycle words. Where we look at words from around the world that are used in the world of cycling from all the different disciplines, trying to build a common language of cycling. So play along and see if you know these words. From grupo to endo, we're gonna take words from all different disciplines and see if cyclists know them. Here we go.
1: Clipless. This has always confused me. That has to do with whether or not your your shoes are t- tied into the bike, and I can never remember which is which.
3: Clipless. Uh, these are the types of pedals where there's a uh clip on the bottom of your shoe and it clicks into the shoe, uh, into the pedal um, to give you force for both pushing and pulling.
4: Clipless. Those are the little
2: clipless pedal things. Clipless. Okay. Well, that's, um, well, if you're going clipless, then it's just the things on the bottom that hold your shoe in place to your pedal.
1: Clipless. Clipless is that
0: stupid word uh, that means exactly what it does. The opposite mean. <laughs> of what it should mean. Exactly. Okay. Drafting. Oh yeah, I, that's something I don't do. Drafting is when you you take advantage of the size of the person in front of you. If they're Clydesdale, get behind them. Yes. And they re, and they break your wind resistance. And hope <clears that throat> they don't have gas. <laughs> that's another kind of breaking wind. Yes. <laughs>
2: Uh, Drafting is uh, when you're uh, riding much too fast with too many people, too close together and you think you're going to die at any second. And people think that's fun. Drafting, I know that.
4: That's when um, the bike racers, they go behind somebody to conserve energy and then they shoot off in front of them and beat all the people that they've been benefiting
3: from. Drafting another version of grabbing a wheel, but it just means riding uh, in someone's slipstream.
1: Drafting—that's when you're going along behind somebody,
4: and you're getting really good granny gear. I think that's like the easiest gear on the on the on the um, whatever shifter thing.
1: <laughs> granny gear. My bike was is a uh, 1979 Motobacon. Does that count as granny gear? <laughs>
3: Granny gear, this is the smallest sprocket uh, on the front of the bike, the smallest chain ring, and the biggest uh, cassette sprocket in the back um, for when you are feeling slow and old and weak.
1: (laughs) Granny gear. That's when you have a a large gear on your cassette That's to go uphill? Um, uh,
2: The granny gear, I think... Being that I'm a grandmother, I take umbrage with that, but it is uh, the the easiest gear that can get you up a hill. Hammering, you just um, you're, you 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 put it in a higher gear and you stand up and you just you just use your big muscles, leg muscles, to pump up the hill. Hammering, I don't know, going fast.
4: Hammering, I don't know what that means.
3: Hammering, that means going as hard as you can. Stepping on the pedals really hard. Uh, When you're hammering, uh, you are not in the granny gear, and that's when you're slamming it, and uh, you're hopefully dropping other people that you're riding with.
2: Oh, 4130. hmm, somebody's address, I have no idea. And
0: 4130 sounds like some kind of uh, old, Aluminum alloy something or other. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. I was going to guess
3: Wethersfield license
0: plate with the four numbers. Uh
4: (laughs) 4130. Mm, I don't know what that means.
3: 4130 is a chromoly steel.
1: 4130, don't know. A beater, an old bike.
3: Beater is um, any number of the bikes that we deal with on a regular basis at BC Co.
2: (laughs) A beater? That, that sounds again like a, a pedal or just a little piece of a pedal, I'd, uh, I don't know.
0: Beater. Um, mm-hmm. If it were multiple, isn't that what Tom has in his basement? Uh, I think that is. That's okay. Pull a bike out of a river, <laughs> fix it a little bit, <laughs> and then ride it to work.
4: Beater is, I guess it's like a beater car. Like it's like you don't care what you do with it because it's your beater car, bike. Polka dot jersey, I don't know what that means. I bet that means some
2: touring, big Tour de France type thing. I have no idea. Polka dot jersey. That- no, nope. polka dot jersey. I think that has to do with racing. Um, it's not the yellow jersey, so I don't know what the polka dot one is. Polka <laughs>
0: dot jersey, I have no idea. Well, I, this is a Tour de France for polka dot king of the mountain i don't know it is king of the mountain polka dot best hill climbers what happened to the day i'll never wear polka polka dot jersey yellow or rainbow (laughs) now we have to have polka
3: dot polka dot jersey is the climber's jersey from um uh from the tour de france
2: doll head nope uh baby head Oh, that's, I have no idea that, unless it's like on a bell and you squeak a little baby head as you pass people. I don't know. Baby, baby head.
0: head. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. <laughs> uh.
4: Baby head. I don't know. I don't know what that means.
3: Baby head is uh, rocks that are the size of a baby head and you're riding down a trail and you may endo or taco a wheel. Uh, Fred or Doris, Uh, so Fred is perhaps myself, I may be a Fred, maybe I'm a Doris, I don't know, maybe I'm a Fred, but uh, usually this is groups, I'm going to say, particularly men, who maybe haven't been, have been riding for a number of years, but take themselves overly seriously in relationship to their level of skill and fitness.
2: Fred or Doris, nope. Fred or Doris. Fred or Doris. I have no idea. I'm very curious, actually, to maybe this is a famous cycling couple. I don't know. Okay, that's it.
0: Oh, Fred or Doris. Now we're getting close. You're Fred, or Fred aren't oh, you? Oh, Fred. Fred's Okay, yeah. Fred is... Fred from Main Street. Is the, Yeah, is it the, just a typical rider who thinks he's not Kathy typical, is, I think. It's yeah. Fred and Doris. <laughs> Doris I
2: don't know I have no
1: idea I don't even know Fred That's I think That's all we got
3: Is that all
4: we got? Yeah Fred or Doris I've never even heard These things before And all I do is listen To you talk about bikes These are all Made up (laughs) You know All you do is talk About bikes all day And I know I've never heard this
0: So how'd you do? Did you get some of them? Did you get all of them? Special thanks to Mojo, Joe, Liz, Carol, Rob, and Kevin. Thank you very much for playing the game. To find out the answers, please go to and hopefully like the Facebook page for Bike Karma. So we are here at the Wethersfield Bike Festival and I just am looking at a bike that I have never seen before. It is called the Bike McCycle. And I'm here with Bob Tornitis, who, who won, won it. it. He won it. That back McDonald's. in when? 1972. You want to tell us about where and when you won it and how that went down? I lived in Windsor, Connecticut and there was a McDonald's there and
1: I had a raffle going on. And i really stuffed the raffle box with all my entries and uh (laughs) might have had something to do with me winning it but i think i was in
0: uh eighth grade and my mom actually called the school and had me come down to the office to tell me that i won the bicycle at mcdonald's oh those were the days yeah it was pretty cool i've had it ever since and uh i've never seen another one how is it to ride nice and smooth I just took it out of the shed recently and polished it all up, but it's uh, not been out in the light for a lot of years. It's the Bike Mick Cycle from 1972. It's a Huffy. It's amazing. Pictures of it will be up. All All right. Thank you very much. So that's it for another episode of bike karma notice there are no commercials in this podcast it's just a labor of love making connections between people in the bicycle world but if you would like to give some love back please leave a review on itunes stitcher or podbeam if you like or follow on any of those platforms it's awesome as well I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, and likes and follows are greatly appreciated wherever you put them. Reviews, doubly so. They help to raise our status in the search engine, so that would be great. And With that in mind, I'd like to thank Dan BF for giving us a recommendation on bike forums. Appreciate it. For liking, following, or commenting uh, Bed Arda on Podbean. Ancient Bells, thank you very much. And Rob O'Connor 8 for a comment. Thanks. A review on whatever platform you listen to or sharing info about the podcast on your social media helps the podcast immeasurably. If you have an idea for a story or you'd like to be on the show, you can email me at bikekarmaguy at gmail.com. I'd like to thank everybody again from this episode Dave Pooler and the Connecticut Wheelman. Bob Tornitis and his Bike McCycle, and Mojo, Liz, Carol, Rob, and Kevin for their help again with Bicycle Words, list too. If you want to check out our opening and closing theme music by the band Mobjack and Keller Glass, check them out at mobjackmusic.com. They have some really excellent music. The Bike Karma podcast and the excellent picture of the cat head bicycle drawn by my daughter are the intellectual property of Tom Brown, copyright, trademark, and all other rights are reserved. The August episode this year is going to represent the two-year anniversary of the Bike Karma podcast, and it will be a short episode because we should all be out riding right now. We do have quite a few segments in the works for upcoming episodes in the next few months, from flower bikes to unicycles to recovering from a crash. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep it wheel.